Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vreidenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 82, and the topic for today is dealing with change. And I have with me the guest that I've had on before, Mandy Kloppers, psychologist from the UK. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, Carl. Good to be back. Thank you for having me on again. Great to have you back. And the topic that we're doing today that I asked you to come on to talk about in the areas of specialization that you have is this dealing with change. Now, that topic came from a new listener by the name of Miriam who messaged me on Facebook. She just finished an undergraduate degree and is now going off to graduate school. And she asked, do you think you could do a podcast on handling change? I'm in the process of changing my life in almost every area, such as peer group, work, living arrangements, social environment, etc. I've never handled change well, and the thought of it stresses me out greatly. Any advice would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you very much, Miriam, for the question. And we will now go through some advice with regard to that. And Mandy, if we could get started, I know you've got a really cool way of thinking about how to approach this whole topic of dealing with change. Maybe you can just introduce that thinking. Yes, of course. Well, the thing is, I suppose change is inevitable. And that's one thing that we need to learn to deal with in life because there's so many situations and circumstances that that are beyond our control. Um, And one way that I found that really helps with this is is an approach called inside-out thinking. Um, And it's basically, it's about trying to understand yourself a bit better and having core values and a, a sort of a strong inner sense of yourself so that when life throws curveballs at you, you, f- you feel a little bit more solid in yourself as to how to deal with them. Um, I'll elaborate as I go on, but it's definitely, it, it's about the fact that we don't experience life directly. We, we experience life through our perceptions of how we see things and we can, we can watch the way we see the world and affect our perceptions in that way so that change is less of an issue for us. It'll make sense as I go through. But it's definitely up to how we perceive the world rather than seeing changes as completely boiling us over. We can, we can use the change to make ourselves stronger, if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense. The whole concept, I, as I hear you describing it, is seeing the world as an environment that you experience, but that you interpret, and that what we're going to be all about here in this episode is getting grounded and making sure that you have a a core of you, meaning inside of you, you uh, stay true to that and uh, be aware of the way that you're actually perceiving you know the world as well. Great way to think about this, and we're going to go through greater detail on that, as you suggested. Why don't we start off with some quotes that will get us thinking on this topic as well, Mandy? Yeah, I've got a few here. Um, One is by one of my favorite life coaches. His name is Michael Neal. Uh, He's based in Los Angeles. Um, And one of the things he says about Inside Out is that there's nothing for you to learn, remember, practice or do to be loved, happy and whole. So often we feel that we need something external to make us happy or to make us feel grounded or safe. Um, But actually, it sounds quite cliched, but there are ways to make ourselves feel safe irrespective of what's going on around us. I love that quote because it, it, often we're conditioned to believe that we need things outside ourselves or people or certain things to happen. We often have, when I have this or when I have that, then life will be better. Um, and, and I think that can be self-sabotaging kind of thinking. Another really good quote from Albert Einstein, 
is reality is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. And, and again, it's about the fact that we don't experience life directly. Um, we experience through our emotions and our filters about what, how we see the world. And these filters are made up of past experiences, what's happened to us. We all have a different filter, and that filter can, can lead to triggers that, that make us fearful, and change can be one of those. So um, hopefully I'll be able to explain further on about how to deal with change and, and find it less scary. Um, I have another one here that says, the less we have on our mind, the better life gets. Act stupid. Stop believing everything your mind tells you. Take life more at face value. It's true. Ignorance can be bliss. So sometimes I think we think too much about things and we worry about what ifs when they may not happen. So that's also our thinking can take us off on a tangent and make change seem a lot scarier than, than the, the reality of change will be. Those are my the quotes that I have for today. Excellent start. And let's get into the approach that you've put together here for going through the advice for Miriam and anybody else that's needing to deal with change. Excellent. I've come up with an acronym, the word thought. Um, and I'll go through each uh, letter of that word and just thought it might make it easier for listeners to, to remember the points from that word. So if I go through on the first one, T is for our thinking makes our reality what it is. Um, and basically, as I was saying before, that we don't experience life directly. We experience it through our thoughts and perceptions. And most of our thoughts are nonsense thoughts. We have something like 80,000 thoughts per day. And we worry about why somebody said something or what that meant. Or, you know, we drive ourselves crazy with assumptions. And, you know, we can think about these issues and intentions and never really truly know the answer of, of what other people were intending or what their motivations were. And it can create anxiety. And I guess it's just about changing how you see the world, being aware of how you see the world and not just taking your thoughts as facts and realizing that they're your thoughts and separating them from reality. That in itself can cause uh, a lot of diffusion of anxiety, especially when it comes to change. We can stop worrying about what it's going to be like or what if we don't fit in or what if it's a, not a success. And we can, we can really fr frighten ourselves and, and almost end up with analysis paralysis. I don't know if you've ever heard of that saying. So sometimes... We've just got to be aware that our, our thinking is, is, it can work against us. An example would be uh, if someone behaves in a way that you perceive to be negative, instead of thinking that the person dislikes you or has a grudge, remind yourself that this person may have their own worries or their own stress going on and that their behavior may have little to do with you personally. Um, thinking this way can help you feel better about the situation and worry less. And it's also a good idea to remind yourself that you can't control others and what they think. So focus instead on what you think you can control. Uh, and, and focus on your reactions to, to things. It will make you feel more empowered and in control. I would also think that you're defining here, Mandy, this notion of that we process information out there. there. There's the reality. We process the information from the reality and then put our own kind of spin on it and our own thinking. That is probably also the case even in a greater way when we're anticipating and Miriam here is off you know thinking about and worrying about how she's going to react to all this change coming up in her life and I think this notion of also saying you know living in the moment when you actually get there when you experience it when you're open to it I think you also have a greater likelihood of not experiencing a lot of negativity because you're letting your actual experience of the world happen and a lot of that is uh lot less stressful than actually anticipation of it, especially when you're worrying about it, right? Absolutely. I, I've often found when I've anticipated something, and then the actual event has been a lot less scary. And I've thought, why did I worry myself so much and get 
you know, torture myself with all these thoughts. And another thing I should mention is, is perhaps mindfulness, where you, you, know, you do try to live more in the moment because we, we, we never can predict the future and we can sit and worry ourselves sick about the possibilities and all the what-ifs. Um, but I think as long as you have some sort of basic goal plan or game plan, uh, that you can stick to, then then try and bring yourself back to being in the moment and enjoying the moment. Otherwise, we're ruining our present moment of life by worrying about what ifs that may never come true. Sounds great. Okay. Should I go on to the next one? Sounds perfect. <laughs> okay. H, uh, how does that work for you? And basically, this is just, again, it's about thinking, well, you know, being aware of your thoughts. I, I have so many clients that take their, their thoughts as facts. It's just, well, this is how it is. And they'd never stop to think, well, really, is there another way to look at this? Where's the evidence the for and against? And um, I think sometimes, man, you know, becoming a good thought manager is what I call it, can help. And, and stopping and saying, well, how is this working for me to put myself down or to worry and say that nothing's going to work or that, you know, change is going to be scary? How, you know, try and keep an open mind about the future rather than, thinking negative thoughts because that can you know be a big problem and, and cause all sorts of preconceptions and priming priming yourself to worry but, uh, so just try not to to preempt anything and be open-minded and, and watch what you're thinking um, an example would be that you know thinking that life is awful and life doesn't support me or I don't fit in or you know those sorts of um, thoughts and an, and an easier way to, to you know to challenge that would be I may be different, but I embrace who I am fully and honor the true me rather than, you know, sometimes people say, why am I not more like that person or why, you know, and, and I think that we need to sort of be more, part of that core is, is self-acceptance and just going, I like who I am, I like what I stand for um, and saying to yourself, I can deal with whatever comes my way, you know, that those are the thoughts that will work for you rather than against you. And even the anticipation, using that same level of thinking about anticipating what things are going to be like, and you're obviously coming up with thoughts when you're doing that, and often it's negative, where people are thinking about the worst that could possibly happen if you're going to go meet some new people, and they're not going to like me, and all the kind of things you were just saying. I think if you can also try to even fantasize or daydream about the the ways that it may go really positively. You may, when you go to this new environment, Miriam and others, you know, you may meet, you know, amazing new people. You may love the place that you're going to. And yes, it's, it's going to be a change, but it'll be an incredible change for the better, right? So I think focusing on the positive ways that this change could really make really great changes to your life would be a way to counteract kind of the negative thinking that you may be doing as well. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, another good trick is visualization, is visualize things going well. See yourself moving into a new place or having to meet new friends and just see yourself fitting in. Don't, don't anticipate the negatives that you'll be left alone. Just, you know, focus on what you want rather than what you don't want, um, which leads on to my next point, which is O for optimism, which is try to see the good in every situation, no matter how small. For every good situation, there's, a, there's, there's always good in everything. Um, every bad situation, there's something good. Uh, so instead of focusing all the wrongs or the possible things that could go wrong, try and keep an open mind and visualize good things. You know, if you lost your job, you could see yourself as a failure and feel rejected, or you could see it as an opportunity to find something better suited to you. There's always another, a silver lining, and I know it sounds really cheesy and cliched, but again, it works for you to try and look for the positives in a situation rather than to take on a pessimistic tone and get yourself anxious and, and upset about things. Again, it's, it's your thought process, so watch your thought process. Be philosophical um, about change. 
and always separate what you can control, what you can't control. We've talked about that in this uh, series before as well, that a lot of people worry about things that they absolutely have no impact on or ability to change. Whereas if we focus on the things that we can, you know, change and we have some opportunity to make really good or not so good, that's where you now have the focus on the areas of your life that you could in fact uh, have some impact on. And with regard to those, I think we also want to be aware of the fact that people have tendencies. We've talked about that in previous podcast episodes that we've done together, Mandy, about that people have a tendency to take a more negative or more positive approach and in thinking about uh, situations. And I think uh, what you're getting at here as well is to purposely think through the positive ways that this could turn out and realize too that a lot of the time, and you've talked about this previously, Mandy, that if you, you know, visualize a a particular way that things will go, that'll likely also yield a reality that would be actually the realization of that, you know, fantasy, that positive way of thinking about it. You can do the same if you think about it negatively. You can end up then having that experience actually become that way as well. So this whole notion of leading with your thoughts Mm -hmm. and visualizing what could, you know, be, and then actually following through and actually experiencing it in a positive way is another way I think that we can really make a change in making a positive outcome. I agree with that self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. You know, looking for the good in the situation rather than focusing on what isn't working, because it seems like we tend to idealize what we don't have and find fault with what we do have. That seems to be a human trait. Mm -hmm. And this is counterproductive. So instead of uh, looking at what's not working for you, develop an attitude of gratitude. It'll lift your spirits. And when you focus on good things, then uh, good things tend to come into your life. It's a law of attraction. I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely something in it and the self-fulfilling prophecy. So, yeah, absolutely with you on that one, 100%. So we've now done the T, the H, and the O. We're up to the U. Yeah. U is to do with understanding change. And basically the nature of change is that it is inevitable, so stop resisting it. Once you accept that the change is a part of life, it actually becomes easier to deal with. And that sounds a bit um, paradoxical, but it's true. If you could see life as an adventure and work at developing your inner strength, the stronger you feel within yourself, and, and that's in, you know, that you can handle anything that comes your way, the better equipped you will be to cope with change. Living a life that's inside out as opposed to outside in allows you to feel more resilient when circumstances change. Home and comfort is within you. I love that saying. It's not in a place or a building or another person. So if you can remember that, that you can develop this sort of self-resilience or reliance that makes you feel that you can cope with whatever situation you find yourself in. That takes a bit of practice, but you can get there. And once you feel that way about yourself, that no matter what happens, I'll find a way, the outside world doesn't seem so scary. I think it's a really good thing to try and develop, but it takes it takes time. It takes talking to yourself, maybe some self-affirmations, but you can get there. I think in addition to the understanding that change is going to happen, I think it's also important to realize or even embrace the few, in Marion's case, areas of her life that may still 
you know, be constant and still, you know, rely on that as a base as well. So if, you know, the friends back at home are still around, you know, doing Skype sessions with them, you know, even when many aspects of her life is going to be changing, going to the new school and all that kind of thing. In addition to embracing and being resilient to changes, having a home base, having, you know, some level of consistency is probably an additional thing to think about. Absolutely. You know, I I often find clients saying to myself, I'll be happy when, you know, this has happened or I've changed that or I have a new this or a new that. You know, it's it's good to stop yourself and realize that you have the ability to decide to be happy now or to feel safe now and don't wait for external events to be happy. A good book to read on this actually is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It's an extreme example, I'm sure you know of it of a man who was a Jewish prisoner during the Second World War, but it clearly illustrates how the mind can overcome situations and circumstances. It's a fantastic book. Um, you know, another example I've got of this is if your partner leaves you, instead of staying angry and wallowing in thoughts about why he or she left you and how it could have been different, if only you'd done more of this or less of that, and asking why me and it's not fair, say to yourself, this has happened, which is the acceptance part, uh, this is how it is, so what am I going to do about it? And being resolution-focused that's another way to deal with change rather than constantly harping on why it's not, you know, resisting the change. So, well, this has happened. You know, how can I move forward? It's a way of feeling more empowered. And it's also a very specific way of using what is your main advice here of keeping control of your thoughts, changing your perceptions and taking that analysis that you do inside your head of your daily experience and actually changing that. So it sounds great. I think we're now up to G. Yeah, G is to do with goals. As I said earlier, it's good to be mindful, which is, you know, staying in the moment, engaging all of your senses, because the more we engage our senses, the less we worry and the less we get anxious and anticipate. Having goals and purpose adds stability to life um, and provides an important framework and gives us structure and meaning. And if we have this overall framework, I think it can help when the environmental circumstances knock us a little bit. We kind of have this overarching idea of where we're going and what we're doing, and it can help to maintain perspective. Um, I also think it's, it's important not to take life too seriously and try and enjoy each day without getting too hung up about the future. The example I have for this one is, do you live from one day to the next without any idea of where you would like to be one year from now or five years from now? Write down a list of basic goals. It could be that you want to complete a study course or lose weight. Make the goal specific. For example, I want to lose three kilos in the next month. The more specific and time-bound, the better. Try to do something small every day that contributes to your end goals. Goals can help us deal with change as it keeps us focused on where we want to be. It provides an anchor when the seas get rough or when life gets rough. Uh, keep the goals focused on what you can control, again, sort of inside-out thinking. For example, you can control whether you study or not or lose weight. You can't necessarily control whether you will be in a relationship or not, as that involves the will of another person. So learn to notice the difference and focus on yourself more than on the external, which you have less control over. The other thought in terms of goals is in Miriam's case is even to think about if she's going to be reluctant to experience the changes of going to a new environment and all that kind of things. Similar to the goals that you were just saying, Mandy, she may want to actually come up with some very specific goals of wanting to meet a new friend, let's say, sort of every week and make sure that she actually goes out to, you know, the pub or whatever it is at the new school that she's going to or to do things, setting her own sort of goals in place 
to make sure that she can adopt and and embrace you know the changes that she's going to be going through in her new environment as well because some of the time if you're reluctant to experience change you start to sort of clamp down and you're reluctant to get out there in the world and actually experience it and so having some goals around specifically that you know would be a good idea as well i think so i think we're now up to the h and uh, i think that is about a healthy mind yes that's right on this one i've put that people think that experience is coming at them from outside but it's actually coming from within them. We are living in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world, if that, if that makes sense. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and so reality changes when, we view, when it's viewed from different levels of understanding or different alternatives. And the more we understand where our experience is coming from, the less afraid we'll be. We create it and we can alter it. Again, it's, it's our thought processes. You know, if we're reluctant, we need to stop and say, what, why are we feeling reluctant? What are we afraid of? And then do the evidence for and against and you know, try to find other alternatives for the way we're thinking and challenge our thinking uh, because we can put barriers in place and, and make ourselves anxious and scared uh, unnecessarily because actually so a lot of the time reality is, is neutral. It's not fearful or positive or negative. It's, it's, it's our thinking and our emotions that make it that way. So it's, it's important to just be aware of what we're thinking about the change. And as I said, yeah, we are living in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world so if we feel frightened about change, it's something that we're telling ourselves about the situation, not the actual situation itself. Being aware of our thinking leads to a healthier mind and a healthier way of looking at the world, which in turn leads to happier quality of life. Uh, to do with healthy mind, I have, I have a good example here. Uh, you know, what do you want to believe about you? What is stopping you from believing healthy, productive thoughts about yourself? Don't allow the outside world to define you. People will have their opinions, but don't concern yourself with that. You cannot control what others think of you. Focus instead on how you want to be seen to the world. Live according to your own rules and values, not those of other people. Again, this is about strengthening the core of who you feel that you are, which makes you feel more grounded in life, which can then make you feel safer and secure when things around you are changing constantly. Social conditioning encourages us to live an outside-in life. Uh, in that we live to please others and do what's expected of us. This blurs the boundaries between what we really want for ourselves and what others want us to be. So don't buy into it. You are who you are. Stand up for what you believe in. Uh, again, and I think I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, one of my favorite sayings ever is, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that was by Eleanor Roosevelt. And, you know, again, it's just healthy mind. Just keep, keep in touch with what you're thinking and feeling and make your thoughts work for you. I love that quote. I love the example. <laughs> Great stuff, Mandy. So we're right up to the final letter and the final word, the T and thrive. Yep, that's right. When you realize that an outside in life doesn't actually lead to inner peace and fulfillment, we become more inner directed. That job or partner or holiday doesn't fix everything. And that is because the initial source comes from within our attitude and perceptions of what is happening. It's not the direct experience. It's, it's what it's not what's happening to us that causes distress, but rather it's our thoughts about what's happening that upsets us. So choose the thoughts that work, ignore the ones that don't work. In this way, you'll thrive. You'll have a happier quality of life. The self-fulfilling prophecy will kick in. I just think that we, we tend to have what's called cognitive bias. The more we expect positive in our life, the more we're looking out for it. We, we automatically try to find things in life that confirm our beliefs about the world. We try to make sense of the world in that way. So if I had a belief that... Um, 
cats are scary. I'd be looking around for cats that do things that are scary. That's a silly example. But we we try to find things that um, confirm our beliefs. So watch what you believe. Be careful about what you believe because it's not always true. Um, An example I have here is that you could be on a beach where everything is perfect and still feel stressed. You could be at a party with your friends and family and still feel isolated and lonely. And why is this? Because we create our emotions and experience of life from within. The situation has less to do with how we feel than we realize. It does play a part, but the mind is often stronger than circumstance. Always work from inside yourself and you can make life happier no matter where you are or what you're doing. Try to draw energy and happiness from external things. It it, it works, but it's short-lived. So learn to find this within yourself, irrespective of whether you have your ideal life right now, and you will thrive. Mandy, excellent advice. I think all the items that we've just gone through, I think all the advice that you're providing, I think is directly relevant to, I hope, Miriam, in terms of the questions that you asked and all the rest of you who are listening as well, because change is inevitable and a lot of people are going through all kinds of changes all the time dealing with change effectively in the ways that we've talked about here particularly with a big focus on your processing of that information the way that you're actually thinking through and focusing on and filtering the information that you're actually experiencing makes a huge difference and as we said earlier the anticipation of all of that as well so great advice mandy thanks ever so much for your participation on this podcast as always thank you so much for having me i love coming on here it's great to share some ideas with everybody i hope it helps I'm sure it does, and we will have you back again. So, Miriam, thanks so much for asking the question as well. Wanted to just, in finishing up here, also mention that we'll be doing a focused uh, listener questions episode as well soon on the topic of communications, so problems with communication. So if you have any specific questions, and this is a format that isn't just a general topic like we normally do, that one will be a very specific one. We'll go through several questions and answers for particular listeners have. And I will also use a pseudonym rather than your real name because some of the questions end up being more personal. So that'll be coming up soon. Message me on Facebook on uh, facebook.com slash lifehabits or send an email to lifehabits at gmail.com and we'll put that material ready for you in the future. Okay, Mandy, just before we finish up, I also just wanted to ask you if you would share with the listeners how they can get in contact with you and see material that you provide elsewhere as well. Yes, thanks, Carl. I have a, um, a blog that I'm, I'm writing daily. Uh, it's full of insights and fascinating tips on life, love, and relationships. Um, and that's if you go to www.thoughtsonlifeandlove.com, uh, you can subscribe or just read it as a one-off. There's loads of interesting tips on there. Um, and I also have a free online advice column for very sort of basic, simple queries, not anything too complex that would need therapy, but uh, that is www.askmandy-onlineadvicecolumn.com and you can get hold of me. Uh, there's contact pages on both of those websites. And I read some of those things as I see them come across Mandy and think they are great. So I also suggest everybody go and check those out as well. So thanks so much. Oh, thank you. And we'll talk to you all next time and bye for now.